church say amen. We worship you. Father, we thank you for the Lordship of Jesus Christ. For it is by him that we live, move, and have our being. And God, we praise you this morning for being so merciful, so forgiving, for snatching us out of hell, smoke still in our garments, putting on us, putting us on a street called straight. Now, God, we pray that you would speak to our souls this morning. Convict, convince, if need be convert. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, say amen. Church, say amen again. What a mighty God we serve. Amen. Giving honor to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to our co-laborers in the gospel, to all of our brothers and sisters in Christ, truly God is an awesome God. To our visitors, highly esteemed visitors, thank you for being here. TV audience, we are glad that Jesus is in control. And he is in control. He said on that hill after the resurrection, speaking to over 500 Christians, he said, all power has been given unto me in heaven and earth. Therefore, go. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Going, all participles, going, baptizing, teaching, and making disciples. Thank God for the Great Commission. Amen. This morning we'll be in John chapter 10, St. John chapter 10, and I want to <clears throat> pick up verse 9 and 10. First, I mean, St. John chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. When you get to say amen. I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And here's our text. I am come that they might have life and have life more abundantly. I've come that they may have life and have life more abundantly. God's purposes for the redeemed is to lead them into a process of change through the power of the Holy Spirit. And this growth of maturity affects one's life, learning, leaning, and 
liberty. In time, we graduate, if you're growing from our personal risk and rebellions to God's powerful rest. And sheep by nature don't know how nor when to rest. That's why Psalm 23 says, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. John chapter 10 is a parabolic look at the relationship of a shepherd and sheep. It is one of the most profound prophetic chapters. It is a fulfillment of the Old Testament prophets who knew that God would send a shepherd to shepherd the flocks of Israel. And, and, and it's here that Jesus calls himself the good shepherd. And, and, and the word good is intrinsically, by nature, good. Meaning that when Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd, I am denotes God, but I am. This is the fourth I am in John. I am the good shepherd. I am, I am, I am the good shepherd. When Jesus said, I am the good shepherd, he is essentially saying, I am God. I am who I am. And, and, um, Unlike the Old Testament where, amen, the sheep were killed by the shepherd. In the New Testament, the shepherd is killed for the sheep. You got you to see that coming, coming, coming about. And, 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 and it's here that um, shepherds did not tend sheep just to slaughter them. Unless they had to offer them up for sacrifice. One of the reasons that shepherds tended sheep was that the sheep would give back to the shepherd wool and milk and lambs. Do I have a witness? We got too many people in the pulpit that have slaughtered sheep. Too many so-called shepherds that have used this position for personal gain. And one day they're going to answer for it. Some, some, some pastors are so ignorant, they say, my sheep. Not understanding that the pastor is the under-shepherd. He's under the good shepherd who redeems the sheep, the great shepherd who rises from the dead for the sheep, and the chief shepherd who's going to return on the clouds to retrieve the sheep. And, 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 it's, and it's here, it's here, it's here that Jesus, Jesus lays out at least four reasons uh, amen. Four different ministries of the shepherd 
to the sheep. One, one, one is in verses 11 to 13. First, he dies for the sheep. And then secondly, in verse 14 and 15, he knows his sheep. Third, amen, listen to this now, the good shepherd brings other sheep into the flock. Verse 16, and, and the old fold is Judaism, the new fold is the Gentiles, and here it is, the fourth reason, the good shepherd is stricken down but takes his life up again, verse 17 to 21, is, is here that Jesus said, amen, no man can take my life, but I'm given my life. I have power to lay it down. I have power to take it up again. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and as you begin to look at the makeup of this chapter, the Lord homes in on two distinct disclosures of life. Two kinds of life. Two kinds of life. We were dealing with this this morning. Look, look what he says in verse 10. He says, 10b, I've come. The reason I took on humanity. The reason, amen, I wrapped myself up in flesh. Came in a makeshift delivery room while cows and sheep stared at me and burst into time. The reason I went from being the logos, amen, to take on human nature. I've come that they may have life. Now, now, now that, 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 that is, amen, the Greek word zoe, zoe, where we got the word zoology. I've come that they may have, listen, a quantity of life. That they may have eternal life. How do I get eternal life? By believing in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Believing he died for my sins. He's God's only begotten son. He was buried. He rose again. And asking him, listen, with a repentant heart into my life. Then I have, amen, instantaneously without feeling, seeing, or touching anything. I have eternal life. I've come that they may have life. Thank God for eternal life. And I'm sick and tired of people saying you can lose your salvation. You need to look at verse 28 in the same chapter. Jesus said, I've saved them and no man can pluck them out of my hand. We, we are eternally secured. And, and, and the reason that men and women have problems believing that we are eternally secure because we know how messed up we are. And if my salvation is based on what I'm able to do, or not do, I'm in hell anyhow. Can I get a witness? He saved me from the guttermost. He saved me to the uttermost. He saved me before any changes took place in my life. I just believe the report. Can I get a witness? I believe what the Bible says. And Abraham believed God and it was reckoned to him for righteousness. Can I get a witness? Well, what did you believe, preacher? I believe that when Jesus was on that cross, he, yeah, yeah, he died for the elect, and some say he died for the world of humanity. No, no, no. He died for me. It's personal. He died for Raymond Gordon. He died on the cross. And when the blood came down, God uh, said in heaven, and when I'm preaching now, I see the blood, I'll pass over. Can I get a witness? That's called the Passover lamb. He, he died for all my sins. Now here's what blows my mind. He died for my past sins. Can I stop, pause, and pause? 
He died when I used to, amen, be out there partying and drinking and acting the fool and fornicating. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? He, he died. He died. He died for my past. Thank God for my past. He died for all of my sins of the past. Came out my mother's womb, headed for hell. I was born in sin and shaping in iniquity. But he not only died for my past, he died for my present. He died for what I'll mess up today with. Can I get a witness? Now here's what church folk can't understand. He died for my sins in the future. Can I get a witness? Whatever I do in the future is under the blood. Can I get a witness? And, and, and see, the reason we can't live right and the reason we can't praise right, the reason we can't worship right, because we're ignorant of what he has done. When you and I understand what the Lord has really done, Lord have mercy, what, how, how good the Lord has been, how merciful the Lord has been, how gracious the Lord has been, it'll make you want to run around the church. It'll make you, can I get a witness? Somebody said, when I think about the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me. My soul cries out. Hallelujah. I thank God for saving me. I don't need no musicians. I don't need no choirs. I don't need no organists. I don't need no dance ministry. I, I don't even need the congregation. I can be all alone by myself and break out in a shout. Can I get a witness? I could be in a car and start shouting. I could be at home and start shouting. I could be in a hospital and start shouting. The Lord is good and his mercy endureth forever. And let the redeemed, if nobody else praises him, if nobody else says thank you, Jesus, if nobody else gets excited, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. <laughs> yeah, you can't make me doubt him. I know too much about him. Can I get a witness? When I was miserable, you weren't there, but he was. When I, when I was ready to jump ship, he was there. When, when I was ready to give up, when... When, yeah, when I was weak and wounded and weary and worn, he showed up with all power in his hands. I've come that they might have life. Now, because he's dealing with the eternality of the believer, the everlasting eternal life, He's saying, first of all, I've come that they may have, listen to this, a quantity of life. Everlasting. And, 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 and that's why we got to educate people on when Christians die. It's not a funeral. It's a home going. It's, uh, it's a graduation. <laughs> You've just graduated. No more dying, no more tears, no more, no more cancer, no more, no more, 
no more problems. You, 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 just, you just graduated. Can I get a witness? Yeah. I've come that they may have quantity of life, but look at the second phrase. And life, Lord have mercy, more abundantly. The first is eternal life. The second is the enriched life. It is a liberated life. It's not a life of quantity. It's a life of quality. Now let me stop pausing part because the reason we have so many people that are saved living in discouragement and defeat, in conflict and contradiction, in carnality. Can I get a witness? Is because they don't understand the enriched life. Can I get a witness? That 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 is, and and some of you don't care about the enriched life. You just want to make sure you're not going to hell. So you're only concerned about the quantity of the eternal life, not understanding that you're going to live in hell on earth. Can I get a witness? Yeah, yeah, you ain't got to say man. Let me get this back to you. As long as you're living for eternity and not enrichment, hell's got you. You're going to be miserable down here. You're not going to function like a true believer. You'll never find rest down here. You'll never find peace down here. Can I get a witness? So, so what Jesus does, he defines, he discloses, and he even demonstrates the benefit of the abundant life. Now we're talking about this quality of life, this quality of living, the abundant life. And by the way, this is a great argument against lordship salvation, which I don't believe in. What is lordship salvation? There are, there are, there are great theologians that will tell you that Jesus has to be your Lord and Savior for you to be saved. That's not biblical. He is the Lord. He is the Savior. But he's not your Lord when you get saved. You got to make him your Lord by surrendering and submitting, I'm preaching up in this, to his Lordship. You can't be saved and acting like the world and partying like the world and getting high like the world and gambling like the world and want to be like the world and talking about he Lord. He ain't your Lord. And listen, you say, well, where you get that from? I'm glad you asked. You go home and read John chapter 20 when, listen, when Jesus walked through the walls after his resurrection, the disciples were hiding in this, this apartment up there and Jesus comes through the walls and says, look, he walks through the walls in his glorified body and he says, peace be unto you. And the Bible says, and he breathed on them, the Holy Ghost. And, and all the disciples were there except Thomas. No, oh, I'm preaching now. Tom, Thomas said, I, I will not believe unless I see him. Thomas was missing. Can I get a witness? Thomas the twin, Thomas the Didymus, Thomas the doubter. We got some doubters in church. They don't want to believe nothing unless they see it. Can I get a witness? So Jesus came back the next Thursday. Thomas was among them, and Jesus walked back through the walls again, and he said, Thomas, come here. He said, Thomas, put your hand in the hole in my side. And the Bible says Thomas put his hand in. He said, Thomas, 
Put your hand in my nail prints. And Thomas put his hands in his nail prints. And here's what Thomas said, my Lord and my God. You see, he was surrendered at that point. He, he, was, he was persuaded at that point. Yeah. It's here, it's here, it's here, it's here, it's here. It's here that uh, there's something in this text that needs to be disclosed. That there are three powerful words that come out of the same Greek word, amen, hadrotis, is, listen, here's what it means. Hadrotis means abundant, abundance, abounding. I mean, let me throw that out again. Abundant, abundance. Three synonyms that come out of the same Greek root. Meaning, simplistically, that if I live the abundant life, God has promised me an abundance. <laughs> and if I live the abundant life with an abundance, when trouble comes, I can abound. People trying to abound without the abundance. People trying to hold on without living the abundant life. And it's and it's and it's here, it's here, it's here. These 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 synonyms are in the text, and I want to try to pull them out real quick. Three powerful, powerful words. In fact, the 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 Verse 10, the abundant life, listen, how do I get it? It is a life controlled by the Holy Spirit. Now, let me stop pausing apart. He's a facilitator. What do, you, what do you mean by control? Well, when I'm under the control of the Holy Spirit, amen, God puts boundaries in my life. Oh, Lord, now. So we're talking about being filled with the Spirit. Filled, filling doesn't mean God's pouring something out on you. Filling means for me to be filled with the Spirit means all my sins are confessed, that I'm walking in the light, I'm obedient to the Word, I'm listening to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? Yeah. Let me, let me, let me make this thing plain. There are, there are boundaries, there are benefits, and I become less bothersome. When God is in control, of my life. And, and listen, listen, let me stop all the part. God ain't always been in control of my life. When I got saved, I was in control of my own life. I still had my own will, still went my own way, still did my own thing. Can I get, and I was miserable. Can I get a witness? When God is in control, and I, I, I want to pick up on this control factor, amen, that means the indwelling Holy Spirit is calling the shots. And I know God is not calling the shots in your life. In many of our lives. God can't get a word in sideways. Because we've already made up our mind just how far we're going with this Jesus. We've already made up our mind just how much Jesus is going to impact my life. 
I can, I can, I can tolerate him on Sunday. But not Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's too much. I've got other things in life that I want to do. Mm-hmm. And there is in Revelation 1-4, real quick, and, 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 and if, if you don't have uh, time to turn, Revelation 1-4, the apocalypse, is John in a vision, and I, and, 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 and I love this by John. John is caught up to the third heaven. Here's what he says, amen, and I want you to see this in chapter 1 and verse 4 of the Revelation. John talks about the seven spirits which are around the throne. Are you with me? These seven spirits that are around the throne is indicative of the Holy Spirit in its fullness. Can I get a witness? And when you look at verse 4, John to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you, peace from God which is, which was, which is to come, and from the what? The seven spirits which are before the throne. Now, this is the Holy Spirit, seven is the number of perfection, the Holy Spirit in its fullness. And, and, and that is the abundant life is a life, listen, controlled by the Holy Spirit. Controlled by the Holy Spirit. Now let me stop pausing for What are these seven spirits? I'm glad you asked. The first is the spirit of truth. When truth is applied to the believer's life, according to John chapter 8, it brings freedom. If you continue my word, then you shall know the truth, and the truth shall what? Set you free. What do we need to be free from? Three S's. Sin, self, and Satan. Oh, I'm preaching up in this place this morning. You need and I need to be freed from sin, indwelling sin. Can I get a witness? How many of you know you got indwelling sin? Yeah, yeah, don't, yeah, you need to raise your hand. Paul says in Romans 7, with my mind, the law, amen, I, I serve the law of God, but in my flesh, the law of sin. Oh, wretched man that I am. Jesus said, I want to free you from that dominating nature that's on the inside where you're not living by listen you're not living by the promptings of the holy spirit you're living by the impulses of your flesh every time your flesh makes a demand you ain't got no way to fight it but when you stay in truth truth is going to give you victory over that flesh truth is going to shut it down can i get a witness I'm preaching now. Not only do we need to be freed from sin, indwelling sin, we need to be freed from self. There are some things that we just keep messing up in. You know, it's not Satan, it's not your wife, it's not your husband, it's not the pastor, it's you. It's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need. Of prayer. You need to be saved. You need to be freed from indwelling sin. You need to be free from self. Then you need to be free from Satan. His influences. Truth. Spirit of truth. Secondly, the spirit of holiness. What is holiness? Practical righteousness. God has to engineer, when I'm under the control of the Holy Spirit, how to walk in practical righteousness. How to take the word and apply it to my life. Mm-hmm. 
Thou shalt not lie. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. As I stay in truth, listen, as I live through the spirit of holiness, third, the spirit of faith. Faith is the engineering to believe God, listen, in all circumstances. God's going to let some stuff come into your life and my life that you're going to need God to give you faith to get through. Can I get a witness? You won't muster the faith up. You won't pull it up. You won't have it available to you. You're going to need God to give you the faith. Can I get a witness? That's why I love that man. When Jesus was walking the earth, Jesus wanted to heal him. Jesus said, look, the man said, look, I believe, but help my unbelief. Can I get a witness? Oh, I believe you, Lord, but I'm just struggling with believing you with this particular problem. How many of y'all got a particular problem? You need God to give you a special faith to get over. The spirit of truth, the spirit of holiness, the spirit of faith, the spirit of wisdom, and applied knowledge that gives direction and discernment. Some of us keep taking dead ends. Yeah, I'm talking about you. Keep taking the same dead ends. But I'm praying about it. No, you ain't because you keep crashing. You, you keep going off a cliff. You keep going into the same exact problems. When you are under the control, and I'm under the control of the Holy Spirit, oh, we're not perfect. God gives us direction. God gives us discernment. Can I get a witness? Then, then, then the spirit of power. What, what, what are you talking about power? Well, uh, 2 Timothy 1, 7 says, God has not given us the spirit of fear, timidity, cowardness. God has given us power, love, and a disciplined mind. Mm. When the spirit is controlling your life, you're not dysfunctional. You got a disciplined mind. Can I get a witness? See, the problem in Christianity is God, the Holy Spirit, has got to reprogram and unlearn us in order to reteach us. And that takes time, doesn't it? I, I'm not walking by sight and feelings. Now I'm walking by faith. Are you with me? Can I get I'm I'm not walking according to my history. Yeah, and, 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 and this, listen, let me, let, me, let, me th- let me throw this out to you freely. If you're looking for a mate to get married, three things you want to examine. Their heart, their head, and their history. <laughs> the heart is how they, listen, the heart, Lord have mercy, is the core of that person the core. The head is how they process. Some of us keep processing just like the man in John 5, out of our hurts, out of our history. Lord, every time I try to get in the water, somebody go down before. We can't get past the history. God wants to take your history and listen, he wants to change how your history affects your life. So every time that historical issue comes up, 
as a stronghold, it does not dominate your actions. You can render it dead. I used to be that way, but thanks be to God who keeps on giving me the victory. I got to have sex. I got to have sex. I got to have sex. I got, that was the old man. I got I to have it. God says, no, you don't. No, you don't. I got I got No, you don't. I got No, you don't. Satan's a liar. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. See, anything you say you got to have makes you a slave. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and the Bible says in Romans 6, you are not slaves. You, you've been called out ek, of darkness and translated into his marvelous light. See, and some of us can't change the way we think. That's why our marriages don't work, our ministries don't work. We, 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 we are messed up in how we process. Can I get a witness? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, 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 child of God, he does with the, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of power, and the spirit of grace. God gives an exceedingly amount of grace as our security. And then the seventh spirit is the spirit of glory. God positions us to glorify his name. The abundant life is a life operated through the spirit as he controls my life and engineers in truth, holiness, faith, wisdom, power, grace, glory. It's a quality of life. Now, how long did this take you, Pastor Gordon? Years. That's why it's called progressive sanctification. I didn't get saved when all this stuff showed up. In fact, all this stuff still ain't in here yet. Can I get a witness? Are y'all praying with me? I know some of y'all have arrived. I know you're walking on clouds. I know you're in heaven and you're a liar from the pit. Why do you think Jesus told Peter? Peter, when you are converted, feed my sheep. You're not there yet, Peter. You're messed up. You denied me three times. You pulled out a switchblade. You cut off Malchus in the garden. You, you cussed everybody out. You, come on now. Peter, 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 Peter. You're impulsive. You always got to be the first one to open your mouth. And you're always wrong. Can I get a witness? It was you. When I was walking on the ocean at 4 o'clock in the morning. And all the disciples in the ship scared. It was you that had to show off. And said, Lord, is that you? Yes, it is. Bid me to come. Yeah. Stepped out on the ocean and you was doing good till you took your eyes off of me. And then you went under and then you said, Lord, save me. Peter, it was you. When I said, who do men say that I am? You said, thou art the Christ, son of the living God. Peter, Peter, Peter. Let me applaud you, flesh and blood have not revealed that to you, but my father gave that to you. And then the next second, Jesus called him Satan. Peter said, oh, you ain't going to die for me. Jesus, Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Can I get a witness? See, child of God, because he wasn't under the control 
of the Holy Spirit. And when we're not in control of the Holy Spirit, we just do this. Our lives are just like this. Seesaw. Can I get a witness? That's why we can be up on a cloud one day and down in hell the next day. Because God is not in control. Talks about the abundant life. Well, secondly, the abundance of life is not merely, listen, a controlling of the Holy Spirit. It's being connected to the Holy Spirit. Fruit bearing. And we see in John 15, don't turn, uh, yeah, three things in John 15. Confession, cleansing, communion. When I am connected into this ninefold fruit mentioned in Galatians 5.22, nine fruit of the Spirit. The word fruit is in the singular because all nine of them are one cluster. Ninefold fruit. Well, what does it produce? I'm glad you asked. First, in Galatians 5, and, and by the way, in, in John 15, it says, Jesus said, if you, listen, he's talking about connection, abide in me, and my word abide in you. That means the sap is flowing both ways. Are y'all with me? What, what is the first fruit when, when, when I'm connected, amen, by the Holy Spirit? It is love and enabling, here it is, here's what it is, the ability to serve, be sensitive, and make quality selections. Now, uh, let, let, let me deal with this. Wednesday night at court, I did this whole thing on love. And I used alliteration of A's. In the world, love begins with an attraction. Isn't that right? Come on now. You ain't never fall in love with nobody that didn't attract you. Can I get a witness? You never sit down in no restaurant talking about you can't eat, sitting there looking at the person talking about, man, you ugly. You, 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 ain't, you ain't never did that in your life. Can I get a witness? Love, 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 love in the world begins with a physical attraction. Oh, let me preach this thing. Y'all looking like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. So I'm attracted to you. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, let's take this another step. <laughs> amen? The world's love is attraction. Amen. And one of the things we said to hasten this along, that what makes spiritual agapeo love so effective has nothing to do with attraction. It's acceptance. Mm. It's accepting the will of God and believing God's going to work everything else out. Do I have a witness? And I said, what you got to watch out for, amen, are the advertisements that the world keeps producing. Y'all was here, Mr. You know what I'm well, you sit down and watch television, keep reading magazines every Tuesday night, every Thursday night, your favorite TV show, somebody's coming on that just wallops your lust. Then when the program go off, you look at your mate and they don't have what you just saw. So now there's no attraction. 
So you're basing all of your attraction on a lie. Do I have a witness up in the house? I'm preaching to somebody this morning. But, but agape love, love is the ability through the Holy Spirit because I'm connected to serve others without being selfish. See, everybody can't serve everybody. Some of y'all serve somebody, you got to have your name in the lights. You got you to you, you be called. You got to sit in a certain seat. Can I get a witness? There, there are people that serve others. You, you don't even know who they are. You don't know their names. You don't know when they is. Let some of us serve. Lord, have mercy. Hey, pass this note to the pastor. My name is Joe Blow, and I fed. Hey, you know, God bless you. Hey, you know, if I was hungry, like, like God said, I wouldn't ask you for nothing. Well, I gave the pastor a can of soup last week. <laughs> well, if you gave me a can of soup, why you got to tell everybody? There's a brother in this church, and I'm a, stand, stand, stand up, brother, in the back. Stand up next to Sister Young. Stand up, brother. See that brother back there? See him? Now you, now you, now you know who that is. That's the lovely husband of this nice-dressed woman up here. Go ahead, stand up, baby, because that's your husband. Stand, be proud. Now, my next question is, why ain't y'all sitting together? But that's another term. But listen, but listen, I, I, I want to say this. <laughs> one, one Saturday, I'm in the cleaners on 42 getting my clothes. Now, I got a lot of clothes. I'm getting my clothes out of the cleaners, and he walks in and says to the lady, I'm paying for this. And I said, no, you're not. It's too much money. Because yeah. my cleaning bills is a mortgage payment. She, he said, oh, no, no, I'm paying for this. And he paid the cleaners. And I said, man, you didn't have to do that. And, and the Lord is teaching me how to accept. Because I don't like people doing stuff for me. I, I just, just, just accept it as a gift. You're blocking their blessing. Can I get a witness? So the next time I come to the clean, he there again. He said, I got it. I said, no, we can't do this, man. My point is, nobody in St. Matthews knew he paid for my clothes to get out of cleaners. Thank you, brother. If that had been some of y'all, here's what you would have said. Now, Pastor, don't put no spot on that suit. You know, I had to, <laughs> I had, I had to pay my money to get that suit out. We just can't help ourselves. Child, child of God, love was dramatized by Jesus. In John 13, when he, after supper, listen, he stood up, took off his robe of import. And the Bible says, I love the text in John 13, and Jesus, knowing who he was, he's God, knowing where he was going, he's going back to God, took off his robe and wrapped himself in the towel. And got a basin of water and wash the disciples' feet. He could serve without worrying about being served. You know what qualifies you to be a leader in the church? Not your intelligence or how much you know about the Bible. Your humility to serve others. Lord, have mercy. 
We was across the street years ago. Somebody came to me, nice lady. She said, Pastor, can we have a foot washing service? I said, nope. <laughs> she said, why? I said, we're not going through, we're we not going through the movements. Y'all don't even speak to each other. Now you want to get a basin and get water. And you want to, you know, and the only one going to look at my feet is my podiatrist. I ain't fuck with that. Love yeah. that enables us to serve. You can only do that through the connection of the Holy Spirit. You ain't worrying about me, myself, and I. Can I get a witness? And that's what's wrong with marriages right now. You cannot take your eyes off of yourself long enough to minister to the other person. What have you done for me lately? It ain't about you. And that's your central problem. You think you all that in a bag of chips? You're nothing but a puff of hot air. Ain't nothing to you. Can I get a witness? Child of God, when we truly learn how to love. But he not only deals with love, he deals with joy, the enablement of a positive, godly attitude in the midst of trouble. Trouble's all around you. You're sitting there with a smile on your face. Talking about the Lord going to work it out. The Lord is my light. The Lord is my salvation. The Lord, hey, look, look, look. Somebody say, look, I've been here before. I've been, I've been young. Now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Never seen a seed begging bread. And you know what? God puts us in situations so we can brag him up. I'm preaching now. And tribulations brings patience, and patience brings experience, and experience brings hope. You know why some of y'all going through right now? God is putting you in a test so you'll have a testimony. Can I get a witness? And when I come forth, I'll be like pure gold. Oh, yeah, I'm down today. I'm going through today. But God. Who's rich? Any rich? He's rich in mercy. Love, joy, peace. Peace is a shutdown of all worry and anxiety because I'm connected to the true vine. It doesn't mean we don't, we're not concerned about things. We stop worrying. You know why? Because the future is in his hands anyhow. The times in our lives are in his hands. Why worry about the future when you can rest in him today? <sighs> Long-suffering is the next fruit allows us, if necessary, to suffer long and yet be kind. We leave that last part off. I don't like pain. I, I, nobody likes it, but I, I do not fool with pain. <laughs> do not fool with pain. I got an addictive personality. And when pain come, I'm going to get rid of it some kind of way. 
How many of you know what I'm talking about? Pain. Some people are bad at pain. Can I get a witness? Uh, but, 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 but child of God, long-suffering is the ability, listen, to suffer a long time and yet be kind. Now, let me tell you the difficulty in that. When you're in pain, it's hard to be kind. Come on, when something bothering you, you got a toothache, and one of the kids get on your nerve, you got on Just, just therapeutic. How many of you ever hit one of your kids and they said, what did you do that for? Raise your hands there. <laughs> Woo! Thank God we ain't raised the way we were, boy. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, back, back in the day, when mom caught you, she went back. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah, she went back, Doc. I, I be getting the beating. She got that ironing cord in her hand. And, and, and look, look, she said, she said, I told you not. And by the way, last week, last month, and, and, and she just keep wailing. And you say, oh, my God. How many of you know what I'm talking about? It looked like they had a calendar in their mind. They just, and, and, and times they just fussed at you but didn't move on you. Can I get, now, now they're moving on you. They, and, and they can remember every. You didn't wash the dishes. You didn't, you didn't do what I told you to do. You, you, you mumbled back at me. You sitting up here, you getting 40 beatings for one offense. And then they had a nerve to tell you why they whipping you. Shut up. Lord have mercy. We were not allowed to cry. Help me, Holy Ghost. Yeah, long suffering. Mm. Connected. Abiding. Are you with me? God says when you live in the abundant life, there is an abundance superfluity exceedingly amount of blessings that's going to come back to you when you stay connected. Well, I'm glad Jesus was coming back. His promises, no good thing. Will I withhold from them that walk uprightly? Amen. Hebrews chapter 12, and when, it, when it talks about the chastening of the Lord, for the chastening of the Lord, amen, for the present time seems to be grievous. But afterwards, it's going to yield the peaceable fruit of righteousness. Uh, 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 David said it was good that I was afflicted to the intent. Can I get a witness? David saw his affliction in conjunction with his blessing. Uh, do I have a witness up in the house? Your promotions, I, I have plans for you, plans of good, not of evil, to bring you to a desired end, and then his prosperity, you shall receive. Lord, what are we going to get for following you? Jesus told us, you're going to have a hundredfold blessings in this time with tribulation. Listen to me. When I am controlled by the Spirit, Listen, 
And then that's the abundant life. That translates into an abundance when I am connected into the Holy Spirit. Now here's the third word. And the third and final point is the abounding life, same Greek word, is a life of commitment to the Holy Spirit. Well, what is the Greek word here that's synonymous with hooper bole? What do you mean by that? Hooper, listen, is be, uh, 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 to throw beyond is what the Greek word means, to throw beyond. And what God is saying is this has to do with faith, not facilitation, not, not fruitfulness, faith. That God says, because you are living the quality of life by being controlled and connected, now as your commitment to me through the Holy Spirit is taking place, are you with me? Yeah, we are committed in our sacrifices. So Paul says, we abound in our giving. Church at Macedonia was in poverty, but they gave anyhow. They could abound because they were not only, listen, under the control and connected, they were committed. You know the hardest person to move is a committed Christian. For I am persuaded. And the reason you can't move them because they've seen too much, they know too much. They walked, they talked with the master. Can I get a witness? And I don't have time, but in Isaiah chapter 11, there, there, there's, there, there's a sevenfold spirit that came on the Messiah, Jesus Christ, the spirit of the Lord. Don't turn, the spirit of wisdom, spirit of understanding, spirit of counsel, spirit of might, spirit of knowledge, spirit of reverence. That is, when we begin to look at this matter of commitment, here's what God says. We are not only committed in our sacrifices, but we are consoled in our sufferings. St. Corinthians chapter 1, I love it. The God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, allows us to comfort others with the same comfort that he comforted us. Don't miss this. In order for God to comfort you, we're coming to a close, he's got to let you go into the valley. In order for God to comfort you, he's got to let stuff break out. In order for God to comfort you, he's got to let you get stretched. Can I get a witness? And what he does, he steps into your life and brings comfort through the paraclete. The comfort is not for you to say, good, I'm glad the Lord came upon Hey, for that reason. The reason God comforted you so you could turn right around, find somebody else that's gone through hell and comfort them with the same comfort that he comforted you. So if you got problems with your kids, God comes along and comforts you. Find somebody else 
with a troublesome relationship with their children and then minister the same comfort that God gave you. If you're struggling in your marriage, find somebody else that's struggling in their marriage and the same comfort that he comforted you, comfort them. Can I get a witness? That is, we are abounding through our struggles with his strength. I'm strengthened in the midst of my struggles. Can I get a witness? Oh, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Can I get a witness? I, yeah, yeah, child. Uh, Lord, 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 Lord! You brought me from a mighty long way. Lord, you've been good to me. Lord, in spite of me. Lord, you blessed me. I woke up this morning, I could breathe. I woke up this morning, I could get dressed. I, I woke up this morning, I, amen, I could drive. I, I woke up this morning, I could praise your name. I woke up this morning, my kids woke up, and uh, uh, my mates woke up, and, and my family woke up. Lord, you've been mighty good. Can I get a witness? Hey, 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 hey amen, and I'm, I'm going to be abounding. I'm going to abound in everything that you allow me to abound in. Can I get a witness? But child of God, uh, he's compelled, amen, uh, to abound in our steadfastness. Do I have a witness? In 1 Corinthians 15, 58, uh, Paul goes through the all, he goes through 57 verses about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He goes through celestial, terrestrial, can I get a witness? He goes through different types of life. He goes through the whole doctrine of the resurrection. He, he goes through death. He goes through hell. He goes through glory. And he, go, he takes 57 verses to talk about the victory that Jesus gave you when he got up from the grave. And on the 58th verse, he says, Therefore, because Jesus has all power in his hands, Therefore, because Jesus has defeated the devil. Therefore, because Jesus is back in glory. Therefore, because Jesus rules the church, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for your labor is not in vain. Can I get a witness? Be steadfast. Be unmovable. I like Paul in Acts 20. He said, bonds and afflictions await me, but none of these things move me. I'm not afraid. I'm not shaken up. I'm the victor, not the victim. I can do all things. Christ, who keeps on strengthening me, say I'm living the abundant life. God's blessing me with an abundance, and I'm able to abound. When trouble comes, I can abound. When things go wrong, I can abound. When things get topsy-turvy, I can abound. Because greater, greater, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I got a big brother. 
Can I get a witness? I'm closing. But I heard a preacher tell a story about a little boy who kept going to school and the bully kept bothering him. And the little boy came home to his older brother and he said, my brother, I'm scared. He said, why? Because there's a little boy who's a bully and he keeps picking on me and I cannot beat him. He's too big for me. So the big brother said, I'll tell you what you do. Amen. Go to his house and knock on the door. And when he comes to the door, say, bully, I've taken all I can stand. And I can't stand no more. And the next time you try to bully me, we just gonna fight it out. And the boy knocked on the bully's door, being nervous. And the big bully came to the door, looked down at him. And he said, bully, he said, I'm tired of you picking on me. And the buck stops right here. If you bully me again, I'm going to have to fight you. And the bully looked at the little boy, but his eyes went over the little boy. And the bully was looking beyond the boy. And the bully closed the door and said, I won't bother you no more. So the little boy went home, told his brother, he said, brother, I don't understand. But I knocked on his door and I told the bully what you told me to say. And the bully just looked at me. Then his eyes lifted. And he turned around and told me, I won't pick on you no more. He said, I, what happened, my brother? He said, well, why you was talking to the bully? I was in the middle of the street behind you. And the bully seen me. And he left you alone. Child of God, when Satan is looking at you, we got a big brother named Jesus sitting in the back. And the bully won't mess with you no more. The Lord, the Lord, the Lord is my life and my salvation. See ya. Say, neighbor, you don't know who's behind you. His name is Jesus Christ. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, if you're here and you need to be saved, born again, blood wash, you want to know you're going to heaven. You want to know that you're saved. Just raise your hand. You want to give Jesus your life. If your hand is raised, just come on out here with me. Come on, come on. Perhaps you're looking for a church home. You come out too. Hallelujah. Come on. Bless the Lord. Oh, baby. 
Thank you. Turn around. Hey, man, turn, turn around. Hot baby. No, this way. Turn this way. Turn this way. Is there another? You want to be saved? That's right. Come on out. Jesus wants to save you. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Is there another? Step on out. The Lord, Jesus loves you. He wants to save you. If you're looking for a church home, come on down here. We're not perfect, but we are forgiven. Come on down here. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. Is there another? Listen to me. The abundant life is a life where the Lord controls. The abundance of life is where the, life, where the Lord is connected. But the abounding life is a life that's committed. And you know what? There's a lot of bullies that's been bullying my life. My flesh. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? My stupid decisions. My dysfunctional ways. But I got a big brother that keeps standing behind me. And no weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against you. Don't just get the quantity of life. Get the quality of life. You may go with the minister's church. Amen. Oh, come here. Come here, girl. Come here. Oh, Lord. That's all right, baby. Praise you. Praise you. All right. All new members for discipleship, please come down front. Listen, we're closing. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, don't just want the quantity. Ask for the quality. Father, we thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for your protection, provisions, promotions. And God, as we leave this place, but never your presence, dismiss us with your choices, benediction, and help us to surrender to your Lordship by just saying, yea, Lord, not my will, but may thine will be done. There's a big brother who stands behind us in Jesus' name. We love you. Have a great day.